It's time to feel the rage. Welcome to Film Rage, where we talk movies in theaters, streaming, and classic films as well. Directors and actors, beware as you cannot hide from the rage. My name is Bryce, and I'm part of the Film Rage crew, which also includes Jim. Hello, Jim. Hey, hey, Bryce. And also we have the Merman, who, if rumors are true, has never done a freestanding handstand push-up. Is that true, Murray? Uh, yeah, that would be true. All right. <laughs> so nice. with the introductions out of the way, let's rage on. Ooh, snap. We're doing some working out today with our handstand push-ups. Uh, thanks to all who've been supporting us. If you love our independent podcast, please support us and join the growing Film Rage community by joining our membership at buymeacoffee.com forward slash Film Rage YYC. All members get special episodes and content only for members and all members that sign up will get a special limited edition film rage merch item if you cannot commit to a membership you can still buy us a movie rental and dare us to see a terrible movie shout out to alberta our largest listening province in canada and our largest listening state in the u.s is still virginia virginia's for lovers it is for lovers and we love virginia also shout out to our friends from france because we're getting lots of french listeners Bonjour! Vive la France. Vive la France. Movies are back at Canyon Meadow Cinemas. We are open for your viewing pleasure with great new films opening weekly. All health-regulated protocols are in effect for a safe and enjoyable experience. And don't forget, we should be your first choice for your next birthday party or special event. Can't make it to the cinema? We got you covered. Order concessions from our online store, and you can either choose curbside pickup or get them delivered via Skip the Dishes, Uber Eats, or DoorDash. For more details, go to canyonmeadowscinemas.ca. Here at CMC, we would like to thank you for your continued support. And we are looking forward to seeing you at the movies. Time is it, Jim? It's time to dance. Oh, yeah, streaming. We're streaming. We're streaming. And we're doing what? We're streaming, Jim. And Murray has been also streaming. Streaming. Okay, so we uh, streamed a couple of movies this week. We did. And we're going to start with Prime. We streamed on Prime a movie by the name of Annette. It's also someone's name, not just I a movie's name. So. That's true. Annette Benny, Isn't it? Annette Funicello? No, different Annette. Oh. It's not Annette Benning either? No, it's a puppet. Oh. <laughs> Named Annette. Okay, hmm. Ish. All right, so Annette is the story of a stand-up comic and an opera singer who have a daughter, 
together who is uniquely gifted. Within the first few minutes, we as the audience become well aware that this is going to be a different sort of experience. Leos Carex directs this one of a kind musical from the minds of Russell and Ron Mayle, who are the creative force behind the pop group Sparks. I your, thought they were. Your Carex <laughs> and the brothers Mayle create a dark, funny, tense, disturbing, and wonderful world. You can tell that both Adam Driver and Marion Cotillard completely buy into the concept of this as they both dive into the material with reckless abandon. The film is almost impossible to describe as it, as if they took a stage play, a concert, and a tabloid magazine and mixed it all together. Everything works in this surreal adventure as Carex use, uses some oddly flawed sets and some strange rear projection techniques to invite this in. Uh, to invite us into this world of artificial theatrics. It is a feast for the senses, and at its conclusion, you're exhausted from the experience. The final scene between father and daughter is magnificent and heartbreaking as father gets set free and destroyed at the same time by his daughter, completely simultaneously. Yes, he does. Set free and destroyed. Destroyed. Um, Poetic and resplendent are two words that describe this film, but perhaps the best way to describe this film is Mondo. Oh, interesting. Interesting. Very interesting. I, this the, And the ending was so good. The ending that... was absolutely fantastic. So, without even knowing that the Sparks Brothers were involved, after hearing the music, you would definitely have guessed it was... Because is always present, their repetitive chanting sound is all over this film. Find a hook and chant is what I feel they probably say pretty much most of the time. And for their music style, it absolutely works. Reviewing this film, for me, was really tough. And I mean really tough. Because, first off, I hate musicals for the most part. And especially when no one in the musical can actually sing. So this makes this a huge barrier to overcome. Adam Driver, as usual, was brilliant, as was Marianne Cotillard. Cotillard? Cotillard? Cotillard. I just keep on saying it, Jim. Cotillard. Cotillard. Maybe Cotillard. No. Cotillard? Cotillard. All right. She's en français. Uh, and seeing Simon Helberg uh, in a role not on TV was a real treat for me. Acting in general in this film was done well. The music, although I'm a huge Sparks fan, was to me was just okay. Do not think this needed to be a musical, but because it was a musicians that actually wrote it, I guess they can do whatever they want. I loved the entire concept of this movie. The story and direction was done amazing. It was weird and creative and unexpected and took me on a journey of a story of love, family, friendship, mental illness, and paying for your sins in more than one way. I really, really like this film. But the bad singing and the whole music aspect of this made me not love it all the way through. For that reason, it gets a very high meh. If it wasn't a musical, it would have been a mondo. I liked it a lot. I also really liked it a lot. I cannot bear listening to people pretending they know how to sing when they can't. It was painful. Eh, you just belted it they out. Should have, they should have just cast one of the brothers in this. as I appreciate. Who can absolutely sing. I appreciate the effort. Yeah. No, I, I 
Oh my God. We've actually talked about musicals in the past when we're like, why are they even. Gerard Butler. Let's bring back Gerard Butler. Because we know he can't sing. And yet. Mm. Yeah. No. Your argument is terrible. Adam Driver can't sing. And she couldn't sing. And she's supposed to be an opera singer. The only one who could sing was the puppet. Gerard Butler Butler just can't make a good movie. And the entire band sparks at the beginning of the movie. For the first five minutes, I was like, this this movie is going to be great. Exactly, Murray. Exactly. If the Sparks Brothers band was actually in the movie, like the first five minutes, this might have been Mondo. Well, here's my question then. It was Mondo. So you get the two brothers... From Sparks. Yes. And their music is anything but opera. Yeah. Yet this movie supposedly has opera singing uh, in it. It does, but it's not. It's just a small, it's just a small part of it. She, her career is an opera yeah, singer. Yeah, she's an opera yeah. singer. Yeah. So it sounds to me like they should have got an actual musical director to do the music. Um, I don't know. Like, I think maybe Bryce's point on this is that like, when you see the whole movie as a piece, it's very... It's very well done. I yes. just wish there was no singing. It so kind of ruined it for who me. Is, is I this, liked it. Was it the Marion was supposed to be the opera singer? Yes. Yes. You know who can sing opera? Who? Me. And don't say Gerard Butler. No. <laughs> but you're close. How about, I can't forget her last name now. What, the one from... Uh, well, thank God he brought that up. No, the one, one from, uh, from Shameless. What the hell is her name? Oh. What's a Shameless? You know. Well, the one who was in Phantom of the Opera. Oh, her. What's Phantom of the Opera? She actually does the sing movie, opera. The movie with, uh, you know. Uh, Emma Emma something. Emma Knight Shyamalan? No. no. Uh, anyway, she's the same age, and she actually does sing opera. Just saying. Okay. There yeah. we go. Okay. It's completely unrelated to this movie. Just saying. If you want but, someone who can sing, hire an actress who actually knows how to sing opera. Eh, it's unnecessary. I don't need to, I don't need them to be able well, to sing. Well, uh, I'm on Murray's side on plus, this, but specifically uh, her, I would not Marian, have Marion, what's picked. her name? Is also on my list of people that I can't stand. I love her. I absolutely adore her. Can't stand her. As do I. Well, all right. Apparently, she's not ever going to be mesmerizing. Apparently not. (laughs) I guess I'll just put a big X through that. Yeah, you're going to bring bring her her up today. Put it this way: if there's enough movies that I haven't seen that she's in, then I have no voice. But there you go. As long as she keeps being in movies that I go to, yeah, not a chance. All right. Well. We All also right. saw something else. Well, I said I was going to see it. I didn't say you guys had to. You, but you twisted to our it. arm. You twisted our arm. I didn't say you had it. to see it. As people may or may not know, I do not have Prime or Apple TV or Shutter or Disney. And yeah, thank I you. have well played, Bryce. Netflix. Right. And the number one movie on Netflix in Canada this weekend. Ugh. But the number was, one movie we chose was on Prime. Which was actually just with Adam the one Driver. that I chose from a streaming service that I can watch. Gotcha. Was Sweet Girl. It was uh, produced by and starring Jason Momoa. Whoa. And uh, I don't know how old she was. Isabella Mer- Merced basically played her, uh, his daughter. She was good. Um, yeah, basically, a devastated husband vows to bring justice to the people responsible for his wife's death while protecting the only family he has left, his daughter. And basically, they go after uh, the big pharma. Big that, pharma. That big basically pharma. refused to release the, 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 the cure that would actually have like, cured her cancer. They refused to release it. So he's a little, more than a little pissed off in the movie. He's very pissed off. Um, okay, well, when I saw Jason Momoa jump off the roof of PNC Park in Pittsburgh 
into the icy waters yes. of Allegheny River. Yep. I figured, no problem. He's Aquaman. Yeah. Except this wasn't that kind of movie. No. <laughs> no, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. A sweet, tender-hearted film about a father and his daughter who have to watch their wife slash mother die from cancer because the Cole Heartless Pharma Company won't release the cure. It gets really weird from that point as Momoa tries to get revenge. Then there's a huge plot twist, which kind of ruined it for me. Uh, good performance from the young lady who started his daughter, but just a bland performance from Momoa. Unfortunately, it was a man. Okay. What did you think, Bryce, about Sweet Girl? <sighs> Not so sweet. Uh, the film is a bit of a mess. It's all over the place and unnecessarily long as a result. There is a weird mix of heartfelt emotional scenes mixed with some ridiculous and unrealistic action sequences. It is as if the director every now and then forgot the film he was making as it would morph into a superhero movie for a few minutes. <laughs> There are also unnecessary side stories that caused the story to be more and more convoluted as the tale rolled on. There's probably a decent movie buried somewhere in the mess about the evil monster that is Big Pharma, but the movie seems to lose its focus early and often and never, never regains it. Um, as it stands, Sweet Girl is a rage. Okay, then. Sweet. Girl. Sweet Girl. Uh, I was hoping it was going to be about candy. I don't even like candy, but... But who doesn't like sweet girls? Right. Sweet. That's, yeah, that's true. Right? Sweet. <laughs> exactly. Well, I learned something today. Did you? Yes. You and learn? also thanks to Murray's reminder that Jason Momoa is not always Aquaman. What? What? And he is no longer in Game of Thrones either. Uh, there, I said it. I don't know what Game of Thrones is. He's, he's not always Aquaman. It's a surprise. Now, everyone knows I like ladies who kick ass and punch dicks as much as the next person. This is common knowledge. But it takes a rare young lady to win over my heart. And unfortunately, Isabella Marced playing Rachel Cooper, although is actually 20 in real life. I never felt once that she was 18 as portrayed in this film or could pull, uh, pull off the intrigue this film has her portray. Yeah, I wasn't a good. fan of the twist ending as I felt it was not believable or maybe it was just a twist we were supposed to believe. It was poopy. I do like Jason Momoa and he do does oh, he's okay in the film. I'm saying only okay. Yeah. And the parts with him in it, mm, I didn't mind too much. I do think they were punching above their weight class. Get it? Because they were punching family. Uh, sure. With the plot and story, as things fell together pretty easily through this film, the action was good, as was the hand-to-hand -hand combat, which I did enjoy. I did not hate it. I did hate a lot of things in it. But for the most part, for me, it was just a low man. I hated it. I know you did. And I understand why you do, because it wasn't a great movie. Because it was poopy. It, Yeah, the the they tried too hard to make this more intrigue than... I don't think she could just carry the film. I think she was a part of problem of it. I think the direction was a part of it. I think the writing... It was just a, a packaged mess that probably Netflix just said, and, hey, who wants $20 million? Go make a movie. And yet it's the number one movie of, of the week in the, on Netflix. Well, you gave it a meh. Yeah, I didn't say I, I loved it, but it wasn't bad. <laughs> it was a rage. <laughs> you rage about everything. Not everything. No, just, he liked, just, he liked just that just first movie movies. that was... 
had terrible singing in it. It was awesome. The movie was good. The singing was bad. All okay. right. What else did we do and see? Actually, we went to the cinemas. We did go to the cinema. Huh. But we went to a cinema that Bryce wasn't able to attend. Um, which I understand may be the last time that we'll wah, have to wah. say this. That would be nice. I, I'm hoping they move the, the screenings to Monday nights. Uh, it's a possibility. We have an in. So, Murray and I went to go see a movie with our friends from Calgary Underground Film Fest, where you can find them at www.calgaryundergroundfilm.org. And we got to go back to our little independent cinema called The Globe to see a movie called Prisoners of the Ghostland. Which is a notorious criminal must break an evil curse in order to rescue an abducted girl who has mysteriously disappeared. All I know is Bill Mosley was in it. So it's, and it's Bill Mosley awesome. was in it. Who the hell is Bill Mosley? And Mosley's? it's directed, and I'm going to mess this up, but maybe Bryce will, uh, will correct me. Sion Sono? Sure. Okay. Sono, Sono sounds right. Yep. Uh, and it stars Nicholas Cage. I heard of him. You've heard? Have you heard of him? You know who else is in it? Bill Mosley. Bill Mosley's awesome. in it, and he's pretty pretty awesome. Actually, I love Bill Mosley. Was he the old white guy? Yeah, in he the, was the he was the governor. He was the bad guy. He was okay. the governor. So, Quick and the Dead meets Beyond Thunderdome, meets 13 Assassins, throw in some overt colonial-influenced imprints and overshadowing of World War II nuclear undertones, and you have the weird and wonderful Nick Cage, a.k.a. Alice in Japanese Samurai Wasteland Wonderland. Nick is at his over-the-top best, and in fact, with one scene, he screams about his lost testicle in one of his best ways possible the scenery and cinematography is brilliant and reminiscent of probably e earlier sono films uh, but this is not like his other films at all i was kind of hoping to have a little bit more weird and a little bit more fucked upness in the film nick cage and sophia butella do a good job of holding our attention the film is fun and at times funny but overall all the combined influences, although enjoyable together in this film, the film does not hold your attention for the entire hour and 40 minutes. So for that reason, it gets a meh. But I loved my Nick Cage. And yes, I had a cagegasm. Like when he walks out in a sumo undergarment and one of the ladies standing by says, show us your balls. Or when his testicle explodes because he got a boner watching Sofia Botella drink water in a seductive nature. <sighs> it's okay. It makes sense if you see the movie. Uh, <laughs> I did like it, but it's no pig. It's still just a meh. Over to you, Mer. Okay, then. Well, as with most Nicolas Cage movies these days, I spent the whole time thinking... What the hell? <laughs> this film was no exception. Basically, it was Mad Max slash Quick of the Dead mashup set in a Japanese village. Uh, the cinematography was dynamic, lots of exciting, colorful images. Uh, but once again, the story lost me pretty early. <laughs> and as several plot points along the way really disappointed me. Uh, I did enjoy the samurai the sword fighting. I love my sword fighting. Mm -hmm. um, 
Considering that Nicolas Cage is now on my permanent doubted list, I didn't hate this film. Hmm. But still a man. There you go. Double whammy. Yeah, I was hoping for more weird. If it would have been just a little bit more weirder, it might have made I it all the way. I probably would have raged about it. But your boy Bill Mosley did a great job, by the way. Did he excellent? He did. You'd you been can you'd have been happy. On Bill. Hey, Bill. Well, I believe well. You, you may be in luck. I think the Globe is talking about bringing it back. Okay. There you go. I'll check it out. Stay tuned, people. We'll hear what Bryce thinks about Prisoners of the Ghostland. I think you're supposed to get a widespread release like uh, 31st or something. So, so, people, if you're listening, you're getting this ahead of time. As per usual. Okay. So we got to see a bunch of other films in the cinemas. Boy, did we. A yeah. Bunch. Crammed in. Uh, okay. <laughs> well, I guess we'll start with uh, this little gem. The gem of called? Gem it's of called The, the Protégé. The Protégé. Uh, the Protégé stars Maggie Q, who for some reason gets second billing in the opening credits to Michael Keaton. What's that about? Mm-hmm. This movie is about a girl that is saved by an assassin played by Sam Jackson who becomes a target because of something that happened 30 years earlier in Vietnam. And I guess in the 30-year gap, the assassin trained the girl to be an assassin as well. And I guess he has become some sort of father figure. And then Michael Keaton shows up and he is almost 70 and is all flirty with Maggie Q. And they fight, and they try to kill each other, and then they have some sexy time. They get some down-to-business. With one another, and then some really silly action sequence happen, where lots of bullets are fired at Maggie Q, but don't worry, she's okay. And then she, she does get shot. And then she, like, jumps out of a building through an atrium, holding onto a fire hose. But luckily, the hose is the perfect length for her to gently land in the lobby of the building. And Maggie Q owns a bookstore as well. And then we get a lot of books being destroyed by gunfire, as well as some silly twists and turns along the way, all culminating in an ending that relies on some inexplicable coincidences. And how on earth is the place where this whole story started still in the exact same condition after 30 years have passed? Apparently no one ever occupied this space. No, it was as empty. Even, as even the bullet holes are still there. Not a lot made sense here. The protege is a rage. Oh, baby. What? Makes sense to me. <laughs> okay, you made sense of that movie and you couldn't Absolutely make... Absolutely made sense You couldn't make sense of the ghost land? It was so bad. Well, Murray, why don't you... I was watching. Murray, why don't you tell us what you thought? Because I want to end this well, on a delicious... Once again, the complete opposite of Bryce. Okay. As always. All righty then. I thought my review was spot on. It was... Oh, whatever. Yeah, you basically revealed every single plot in, at the what point plot? of the whole movie. There was no, there plot. Was no plot. Sorry, what was the plot? Okay. Murray's going to tell us what the plot is, people. That's right. Don't need to know the plot. doesn't matter. Okay, there we go. That's... Uh, Maggie Q kicking ass. Yes, please. Michael Keaton as a bad mofo who can still be scary and funny and kick ass. At 70. the best of them at 70 years old. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Let that sink in. He's 70. And he's supposed to be uh, returning as Batman in the new Flash movie. <laughs> awesome. Me Fuck me now. But no. I digress. <laughs> yes, the plot was predictable. But I enjoyed the fight scenes. Sam Jackson playing his usual bad mofo. And once again, unkillable as a cockroach. 
Ha! Got in a Hitman's Bodyguard reference there. Yeah, you did. So there. As Vulture Magazine described it, the Protégé is uninspiring action movie comfort food. But it is comfort food. Which is about all I look for these days. Not quite a Mondo, but a very enjoyable meh. All right. Well, let me tell you what I thought about this movie. Uh, first off, uh, it's important to know that Michael Keaton is 70 in this movie, having sex with and freaking awesome. Maggie Q, who's how old? I don't know, 30-something? Uh, yeah, that in itself is creeping Half. me out. <laughs> Mid-30s, probably. Okay, so the best line in this movie was, Your order has been filled! <laughs> by Michael Keaton. After his, after his kitchen fight, when he slammed that guy's head on the kitchen ticket poker. But wait, oh, wait a minute. No, that wasn't a line from the movie. That's what he should have said. And I, then at least I there would have been... I believe he said that earlier in the movie. Yeah, but no. Uh, that, but if he did say that, there would have at least been one line in the movie that was actually good. If only they had said that one line... Why did the writers not put that in the movie? But they did. Then this movie could almost have been worth seeing. I need to say there was exactly three minutes of dialogue in this film that was adequate. And the remaining one hour and 46 minutes of this film was so completely fucking awful. I wished I was the kid who was deaf and blind in this film. I felt I was watching an 80s action film no surprise that Murray loved it. Pilot, not even the movie, but a pilot through the entire movie. The story was weak at best and really had no plot. Every single scene was painful to watch aside from a few minutes of Michael Keaton fighting in the kitchen. By the time we got to the end, I just wanted everyone in the film to die so there would not be any hope that there would be a sequel. But no, the ending was what the ending was. My God, this film was the worst action film I've seen in probably 10 years. And I have seen a lot of bad movies and I've seen a lot of movies from the 70s. But wait, Bryce, do we classify this as an actual action movie? How, as much as Murray loved to see Maggie Q kick ass and punch dicks, yeah, she really wasn't doing it that often. There was too much dialogue and stupidity. And I mean bad dialogue and stupidity through the entire movie. There's maybe four minutes of her kicking ass and punching dicks. It was still awful. And the unique and god-awful chemistry between any of the characters was so painful to endure. Oh, plus the music and sound was atrocious. I don't know who programmed it, but it was like somebody pulled something off the internet off of audio AI produced music and then threw it into this film. It, it was... was it was probably my biggest rage of this year. Yeah, it's bad. As I was watching it, halfway through it, every time something stupid would happen, was every five minutes, I would turn to Bryce and go, what is happening? It's an early contender for the Rage 5 at the end of the year. <laughs> <laughs> I guess not so early. We're like nine months Yeah, we're, we're not far away. In, we're not know. far away. Yeah. Well, at least Murray got some satisfaction out of that movie. Always. It was, it was literally the last movie... We watched it the night, and I went to bed angry, which is never a well, good that thing. That would be why, because that was that was the first movie I watched, and I was primed <laughs> for it. <laughs> well, we'll be talking about that coming up. All right. Well, what else did we see? We saw the Night House. Yes, we did. Yeah. So, uh, the Night House. 
Spooky serial killer fun set to the backdrop of one of the slowest building ghost satanic plots probably ever made. The film is, and when I say slow, I mean slow. For a story to unfold, this was painfully slow. Not a lot of the film is much of a surprise as they drop enough breadcrumbs through the entire slow journey. There was a lot of this I actually did like. I think our lead did a pretty good job of showing her craziness. I liked that we had limited characters to have to deal with. The build I did find slow to completely keep my interest though, as I found out shit started to happen and hit the fan, I was kind of already over it. It was kind of like, this took too long to get here. Yep. The dream sequences slash demon sightings in it, though, were pretty cool. I really enjoyed the story idea and when the underlining concept of the story was, you know, okay. But again, I feel the one hour and 47 minutes was probably 15 to 20 minutes too long. I wish they tightened up the story and moved it along faster. Anything with demon slash ghost slash demon ghosts or a combo of any one of those in partnership with mental illness, usually I'm on board, but apparently this made me a little bored. So for that reason, it was a meh. Mer? Well, I actually agree with you. <gasps> what? Uh, as we just discussed, this was actually the last movie I watched. I just saw it today. Did you fall asleep? And in? as I no, I did not. I wanted to leave. I actually was playing <laughs> games on my phone for like half the movie because there was nobody else in the theater. <laughs> this movie, it was so painfully slow. It was 10 minutes of thrills and 90 minutes of blah. Of chills? Like it literally took halfway through the film for any kind of a jump scare or any kind of anything. Was there a jump scare? Well, about, yeah, I, I actually timed it. It was exactly halfway through <laughs> when like stuff started happening in the, in the lake house. I wish I liked it more now. But in, 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 until that time, it was just, yeah, I get it. Her husband killed himself and she's grieving get about it. it. Actually, I did enjoy the one exchange uh, where the, 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 the parent of, the, of her, one of her kids Came like how come my kid got got a C on the oh, speech class? Oh, that was class. awesome scene actually. Yeah, and good. it's like, well, my husband blew his brains out last Thursday, so I missed his speech thing. It's like, oh, I'm like, yeah, like it's a freaking speech class. She was, and she's bitching about him getting a C. She was in totally caring on her at yeah, the time. Yeah, that I enjoyed. Yeah, that was but, pretty good. Yeah, and otherwise, I found the leading actress was just bland and forgettable. Really? Yeah, I, I just I don't know if it was. I don't know. Like I, this is not PC to say, but I just then don't say she was mild. Don't say don't say she she was mildly attractive. Okay, I'm not saying. What's that? But wait, what does that have to do with the and China? And she had like no charisma. Oh, okay. And she had no character. No, she was like a milk toast. I honestly could not. She is the best part of the film. I just could not focus on watching her act. She was the entire film. She was. She wasn't entertaining. I will say. I just didn't. Real soon. I just didn't really enjoy watching her do her thing. It's like I don't know. So if she was super hot, no, but she just didn't grab me right from the start. She wasn't dynamic enough. Gotcha. So that although her husband the, did blow yeah, his brains, the role out. didn't really call for dynamic. I don't know. I just didn't like her for some reason. So did so did you hate it enough to uh, get no, it? No, it wasn't a rage. But yeah, like the first 
hour of the movie, I wanted to leave. <laughs> I almost did. And I'm like... And they still didn't get you to a rage. to sit through this? <laughs> but yeah, like I said, there was like... The last 10 minutes was actually pretty good. There you go. But I still didn't like the ending. But Satan is whatever. fun. Satan so yeah, is fun. It, it was a meh. <laughs> All right, I'm going to keep this pretty short. The whole film relies on Rebecca Hall as Beth to invite you into the story, and she does a very good job. Um, the film does not spoon-feed you too much, as much of the time you need to decide for yourself if what you're watching is really happening, or is it a dream, or is it a hallucination? Um, there are things that may not exist, and some conclusions by our lead character that may or may not be true. The way the film is constructed keeps you guessing and uneasy throughout, and that is exactly what a film like this should accomplish. We are right there with Beth as she makes discoveries and investigates the reasons for her husband's death. The music and sound creates a perfectly eerie atmosphere throughout. It is well constructed and well acted, but it's still a meh. <laughs> there we go. You know what that means, Murr? Oh yeah, it's a triple, is it? It's a yeah. triple banger. There you go. Nice. You thought my review for that one was short? Wait till you hear this next one. one. Well, why don't I don't you, even want to talk about oh, the next one. You need one. to talk about Murray, the next I, one. I have things to say. Oh, oh. Murray's going to say it. That's right. Go, oh, Murray. Yeah, I had an intro this, what was it? Yeah. yeah, you do it, baby. Uh, all righty. Reminiscence. However you spell it, I have no idea. Uh, Nick Bannister. Why do you have to spell it? Well, because I spelled it wrong when the three <laughs> times I wrote it out. <laughs> nice. Uh, Nick Bannister is a private eye of the mind. Navigates Kinda, the alluring yeah. world dum, dum, of dum. the past when his life is changed by a new client, May. That's with an E. Mm. <laughs> a simple case becomes an obsession after she disappears and he fights to learn the truth about her. There's also three E's in reminiscence, and by the way. that's pretty much the only plot you can really get from it. <laughs> it's like, uh, all right. A sci-fi noir you may want to forget. Even Hugh Jackman can't save this overripe exercise in sci-fi noir. He really would save anything. Hugh Jackman stumbles into a silly Time Lord mystery. And Hugh Jackman's sci-fi noir reminiscence is weirdly boring. Those are reviews from various online publications, which pretty much sum up my feelings on this movie. Confusing as hell. Shifting from the real world to dream sequences so much, I didn't know what the hell was going on most of the time. I actually tuned out after the first 20 minutes. <laughs> but the only thing that I could understand in this film was Hugh Jackman's obsession with Rebecca Ferguson because I am also mesmerized by this Scandinavian beauty. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, she didn't do what she does best, and that's kick ass. And punch dicks. Yes, she didn't do any of that this time. None. So I, I actually tried. I've never. Who is she? This is in the Mission Impossible movies, the last two. Yeah, dumb dumb. Anyway. <laughs> what? <laughs> anyway. I actually tried to go to the bathroom halfway through this, and I couldn't open the exit doors. Oh no, the you doors were locked wouldn't in. let me leave. They locked you in? They were sealed shut. <laughs> Almost as if Hugh Jackman was preventing me from leaving. He wanted you to see I the took Smith. that as a bad sign. <laughs> it, it, it turned out to be basically the air conditioning created some kind of suction that was the door couldn't open. But it's like, yeah, I couldn't leave. I wanted to. What is going on? <laughs> I eventually got out and was glad to be free of this mind freak of a movie. <laughs> so this is a rage. Rage. <laughs> This is so 
<laughs> that surprise uh, you there? Bryce, why don't you go next? <laughs> All right, let's get this over with. Uh, overstuffed. Overworth. <laughs> yeah. Uh, overstuffed sci-fi film noir with hokey voiceovers and way too much unneeded side stories. Along with way too much CGI combined with the base concept that this is about memories and if the story basically starts with a character trying to find her keys that she lost recently, then how could her memories help her find them? As we have already established that she does not remember where they are. So that makes no sense, but at least it is consistent with most everything else in the film, as none of it makes a whole lot of sense. This is a mind-numbing way to start, and it never gets better. Dumb, boring, overwrought, piece of drivel, and that is about all that needs to be said. Other than, reminiscence is a rage. Well, well, well. I'm going to be the devil's advocate here. No. So... 1950s voiceover of an apocalyptic sci-fi action detective love story. This film is a bit of a hot mess. Boy, I hated that part too. <laughs> I love Huge Jacked Man as much as any adult straight, mostly straight man. I don't care for him He's anymore. okay in this, but still broodingly hot, I might add. Uh, Thandwe Newton, is that how it's pronounced it? Just it's Tandy, it's Tandy, Tandy. She's, she's now changed her spelling of the, her name. Oh, that's why. Still said the same way. Who actually I love was awesome as always. Also in a Mission Impossible movie. Yes, she is. There are what some are great Mission Impossible movies. What is wrong with you? Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise. Hello. hello. I thought it was a TV series. It's a movie series. A movie ser- Where have you been living? Under a rock? How many did they make? Probably 20. Like five keep at up. least. 20? 20. It's 20 or so. They're working on six or seven. How, you, how have you not seen any of them? I think maybe I have. Okay. Well, I, anyway, I she's, she's also in this. Though. Now, let me get back to what I was saying. There wow. are some actually great CGI scenes in this and some pretty cool cinematography. Plus, the amount of set changes alone must have pushed the boundaries of budget in this film. But with so many genres rolled into one film, you're bound to not have focus. And this is one of the things that this film has going against it. Plus, one of the can things. directors get characters properly created and stick with a plan? Huge's character is a war vet who at some times is superhero-like and other times gets his ass handed to him. Repeatedly. Uh, repeatedly. Uh, the only real consistent character was actually Tandy Newton as Emily in this film. Not a fan of the 50s narration. Found the dialogue and story was transparent from the get-go. No one was likable in the story, really, except Emily character. I kind of didn't really care what happened to anyone. By the end, uh, I'm just kind of like, okay, yeah, sure, whatever. I didn't really hate it because I really didn't care enough about it. I... I wrote my review pretty much an hour after seeing this, uh, and as of today, I am already forgot about the pretty much the entire movie. So, after all, my man, my mind, and my mi- my mind man, my man mind can only hold onto so many things. And if it isn't a rage or a mondo, it's pretty much gone from my brain. So, yeah, you guessed it. I I didn't. I probably should have hated it, yeah, but I didn't really care enough really about it. Yeah. You so, should have hated so it. So it was a meh. Because it didn't make me rage. I was how just like, whatever. Not, how can this not make you rage? I just didn't really it care. It was all bad. 
And what, how are you defending the... Oh, never mind. Well, you don't like Tandy Newton in this? She was I, great. I, the only thing I like... If, if I had to choose one thing in this that I that I liked a little bit, it would be Tandy Newton. Yeah. Everything else is poo-poo. Yeah. Like, everything. I don't know. I didn't have problems with the whole... Your whole science part about the her losing her keys that kind of made sense to me no how did it make sense well because because the idea the idea is that your eyes and your mind is capturing data and it's downloading from your brain but but the image is from a wide shot it's from (laughs) and that's the other thing why is it that when they're interviewing the 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 criminals or whatever and they're trying to it's it's first person point of view but in the when they're in there doing their little thing, it's like Mind this trip. wide shot. It's a wide like, shot of the whole So room. that we how, can see what's happening. Okay, so how is that possible? <laughs> if because you, if you're in their mind, you can only see what they're They're mind melding see. with everybody there. No. There is no one else there. No she was else. in the place by herself. She can only see what she's seeing. We don't get some weird wide shot from the side. <laughs> I don't understand. Explain that to me. <laughs> it's science. It's not no, it's science. Not. It's, si- wait, it's the opposite it's of science. science. It's science fiction. fiction. That's why it's science. It's, science. it's, it's just... No, it's, it's not science fact. It's, it's science fiction. It, no, it's just fiction. <laughs> well, I'm also going to throw a curveball at you. I really hated the voiceovers. Like, oh, oh my God. Terrible. Terrible. The voiceover was bad. And I liked 50s movies. <laughs> oh, God. But just the whole thing was garbage. I did enjoy the singing. I don't even remember the singing. She was a singer in the Rebecca bar. Rebecca oh, she was yeah. a singer. She was awful. And she was planting she all she those things. Sing? I don't know. Anyway. I, I, can't, I, I can't debate. She's no Adam Driver. She, yeah, That's she right. can actually sing. She can oh, actually whatever. sing, yeah. Yeah, and, okay, so I want to end this with, I can't argue with anything you guys are saying. But it's just, still mad. But I still, still didn't mad. hate it. I was just... Whatever. Sitting there going, whatever. Right. I'm not going to sit here and try to convince you that this movie was worse than you're remembering. Apparently, you've forgotten I've already it, forgotten so it doesn't matter. Exactly. It's like, you're like, what are you talking about? And I don't even remember this There's other, other films that we watched this week that I'll remember for a long time, including what's coming up next. There you go. Uh, we'll see. Anyway. Mm. Temperature rising. Vision blurring. Rage. Taking over. Sweet, sweet, sweet rage. Hello. Rage, 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 rage. I love you so. So, action films. Is that all we're seeing these days is action films or some type of action film? And why are all of them pretty much not great? Because it's a summer blockbuster. Because they're never great. They come out it's in the, the summer. season. There are some good come ones. Come September, you're going to see all the artsy films. But Yeah, that's what I'm waiting for. This this whole terrible action film that just seems to keep coming out and coming out. Why can't we have there be summer blockbusters with really good dramas? That's a good question, Jim. Right? Well, what happened to the, the Little the, Miss Sunshine of that, that that 2021? Is, is, is that rhetorical? The reason yeah, is, a little bit. is because studios are greedy and they want to make as much money as they can. Well, it's it's more of it, that's part of it, but the other part of it is they gotta they gotta release the really good stuff close to Oscar season. That's also so true. that it's fresh in the memory. The and dramas can, and okay. the serious dramas yeah, come yeah, out in yeah. October, November. Well, we should get some more horror movies when you, winning Oscars. When, when you look at the you know the the Oscar nominees, you're gonna get four that were released released between October and December. 
And it's you're going to get, get released in, in like January. They got released in, you know, March or whatever. Right. And probably Reminiscence might get nominated for a few of the... Razzies? <laughs> Possibly. Yeah. My rage this week is stop making crappy action movies and make some good movies. Not going to happen. I like that rage. I know. It's good. It's the I, best. I'm just sick of the action. <laughs> it's making my mind numb. Ooh, it's my turn. It is your turn. I get the rage now. Alright. My rage this week is this Friday, August 27th, the new music documentary from Peter Jackson, The Beatles, Get Back, is set for a widespread release, but for some reason does not seem to be playing in Calgary. That's my rage! That's kind of your consistent rage. That's your rage every week. Yeah, well, pretty much every week. There's stuff coming out, we just don't get it. No, we don't. I don't get, like, we're a city that way bigger than Saskatoon and Regina and a lot of the places. No, there's, there's, that, a, there's at least four or five movies coming out this weekend, and we're getting one that's Candyman. I checked, like, most of the theaters. It's like nothing else is coming out here. I just want the Beatles to get back. Well, you can enjoy the Beatles. I don't enjoy the well, Beatles. Can you call in sick Saturday? Maybe. Oh, I can't go Saturday. Is it playing as Saskatoon? Can we call in Sunday? You don't work Sunday. Where's the plan? How close can we Nowhere. get there? I don't, Is it Medicine I don't, Hat? Maybe I don't know where it's playing. I haven't, I haven't, I haven't really looked into. Well, it. let's look into it. If I had to guess, I would say not in Canada. I would guess it probably it is. Probably it, Regina. It comes up on the maybe uh, Toronto then. Yeah, uh, definitely, definitely Toronto somewhere. I would imagine somewhere uh, Montreal Quebec, will have it. Yeah, somewhere in Quebec, a couple. All right, uh, that was your rage. And apparently Saskatchewan because <laughs> they get everything. They get everything. Awesome. Yeah. Saskatchewan's greatest place. True. Oh, sorry. That didn't seem right. That wasn't right. Vampires, ghosts, crazed killers, werewolves. Open shutters goes to the movies. Barry Marino and Philip Landry will discuss some of the most horrifying films Hollywood has to offer. Open Shutters goes to the movies is available on Anchor, Spotify, Apple, Google, and anywhere podcasts can be heard. Enjoy the view from the silver screen, but don't make it your final credit. Alrighty. Well, as always, I've been instructed to make this tight. Yeah, tight, tight like, like a, a tiger. tiger. This week, it's a very short one. I actually have something for you sporty sport types. Sporty Currently, sport. we have the best women's hockey players in the world in our fair city competing at the Women's World Hockey Championships. Unfortunately, because of the damn pandemic, nobody is allowed to go and watch them. But it is on TV. You know, that big box that Bryce uses to watch movies on. That's right. 
So this week, I dug up a hidden gem from the 80s. Oh, my God. My favorite decade. Are you talking about Miracle on No. <laughs> okay. That's an American it's just story. called Miracle. This uh, is a Canadian story. Oh. Whoa. It, it's called Cutting Edge. Hockey Night. Oh. It is a Canadian film from 1984 starring three of Canada's legendary actors. Megan Follows stars as a teenage girl who moves from Toronto to Perry Sound, Ontario. So not far. Wherever the hell that is. It's not far from Toronto. And joins the boys' hockey team as their goalie. <gasps> sounds terrible. It sounds... Yeah. Y- Yannick Bisson, Murdoch himself, is the dreamy star forward of the team that helps her deal with the sexist and chauvinistic team sponsor. Somebody's lum... Roy's Lumber or something. And, and Roy's, the, uh, wait, wait, Roy's Lumber? I know, it's like a lumber store. <laughs> Sounds sexy. Like they sponsor the team. And the whole town in general basically hates her. So, wait a minute. Are you saying Roy's got wood? Roy's got wood. Okay. Not just, for her, though. Just so we know. And Rick Moranis is the coach that gives her a shot, despite her oh, lack of, of a Y is. chromosome. Rounding out the cast is Maury Chaikin as Bum Johnston. The colorful play-by-play commentator with a knack for stating the obvious. My favorite line? A tie. Give me a break. Boring. Like kissing your sister. Sure, you're still puckering your lips, but the thrill's all gone. <laughs> I kind of like that line. Truth of the matter Why is... Why are you puckering your lips to kiss your sister? <laughs> I don't That's know. That's what he said. The thrill's gone. Apparently in Perry Sound, there's a lot of that. Exactly. <laughs> uh, truth of the matter is that the female character is not that good of a goalie. But that's hardly the point. She's the first female goalie, and she takes a stand. Yes, it's a predictable love story, but it doesn't take away from the decent plot and good, wholesome Canadian values. If you can find it, check it out. I'm sorry, what was this movie again? So I never never check it out? It's called Hockey Night, and it's Canadian. It sounds Canadian. Sounds like 80s Canadian. It is totally 80s Canadian. Megan follows. This has to be. You know what? The worst thing about this, other than Murray liked it, is the fact that it got a 6.9. I don't really care. It's about a female goalie. Yeah. And it's the World of Women's Hockey Championships. That's a good tie-in. It's a good tie-in. It's a perfect tie-in. That's what I do. Yeah. Anyway. You do a lot more. Yeah, well. Anyway, that's all I got. That's pretty good, actually. Well, peeps. You got anybody for the list this week? Nope. Is this going to be a short li- short list? Well, considering pretty much every movie we saw this week was a rage. <laughs> it, wasn't, it wasn't a very... It's it kind of hard to nominate not, anybody. It was not, well, wait. Bryce had a Mondo he gave out for free. Ah, uh, you're going to give a Mondo to the singing in... Uh, that, that That's right. Adam Driver's singing got a Mondo. Yes, it did. Because it was. Well, apparently we can't... Apparently... We can't bring you know who forward because Murray doesn't like her. Yep, that is correct. So that's off the list. Okay, so we've talked about this before, and Adam Driver's making some pretty good choices. Is he not on But is he mesmerizing now? Can we say Adam Driver is officially mesmerizing? I don't know. I enjoyed his last movie. Uh, I can probably say that. Yeah, Murray. Are you on board? I can't. Well, I mean, he was over the top, cheesy, bad in the Star Wars films. But I mean, I think apart from that, he, he was, was still mesmerizing good. doing that, it. That's true. Everybody yeah. wanted Kylo Ren to 
Hello, everybody. Uh, he was pretty good in The Dead Don't Die. and I mean, that was acting with Bill he Murray. He was perfect so. in that movie. Oh, he owed Sean Bill Murray in that movie. He was very movie. good That's in that true. movie. The movie was in... That's the last one of his that I saw. Mono. So, yeah, sure, I'll go for it. This is, this is great news, everybody. Is it? Thank God I'm thinking on my feet all the time. Is that true? Oh, well, I'm sitting right now, of course but if he, I was on my feet, I would be he, also He thinking. is about to be in a movie with Matt Damon. Jim is? And, and, and <laughs> Ben Affleck. On my feet. So I, I may rage about that sucker, but... Yeah, but that doesn't, that doesn't affect his mesmerization. It. doesn't affect his it's, mesmerization. We're talking about the mesmerized list, Murray. Yep. Not the undoubted list. That's Two right. Two different lists. Right. Now, is there anybody... Uh, did we actually add Mary J. Blige? What was the decision there? Why would we? No. You don't think mes- Mary She's J. Blige is mesmerizing? No. Oh. Sorry. She's a better singer than Adam Driver. I'm just saying. Mm, it's close. No, it's not. It's pretty close. Okay, so that's a no. I've been holding on to her since... Well, I, I can think of a movie you guys probably hated that she was in. What's that? I believe she was in Rock of Ages. I didn't hate that movie. Oh, I love the movie, but I thought you guys would hate it. <laughs> I hated it. Well, he hated there you it. Go. But I, I didn't mind and it. She hasn't done a lot of movies I saw since it, then. I saw it in a movie theater in a very small town in Ontario, and it wasn't Perry Sound. I saw it in the theater. I also saw the musical. Oh. Which is not quite as good. Well, you're a, you're a musical fan. I am. So I can get that. But yeah, no, she was okay in it, but I mean, she's not really an actor. I think we got to find a mesmerize off. We gotta, we'll pick something for next week, yeah. people, so you'll be prepared. There will be a mesmerize off that we'll be discussing 100%. I don't know what, but we will find someone's going to go. This list is now too big. Is Bill, for actually, wait a minute. It's, it's Bill, is Bill Murray mesmerizing our list? He used to be. I don't know if he is anymore. Because if he is, then we could rewatch The Dead Don't, don't die, die and see whether or not. Who's mesmerizing, Who's Adam Driver or Bill well, Murray? Yeah, you guys are going to pick Adam Driver. It's pretty much no contest. Well, I don't know. We both like Bill Murray. Didn't you guys say it has to be unanimous? Let's though? not do it, that. Let's save that for later. Please. Save it for a good one? All right. We'll have something for you. Yeah. Bryce doesn't want to rewatch The Dead not Don't yet. Die. That's <laughs> too soon. It's way too <laughs> the soon. The wound is too soon for him. All right. Okay. All right, then. Plus, what's her head's in it? And Tilda Swinton. Kicks, yeah, she Swinton's would, awesome. She would have been. Me- she would destroy both of them. Yeah. So it's All just right. not a fair fight. Last week on Rage or Dare, Jim pulled the redheaded stepchild of a film from the dare bag called Chairman of the Board. This week, both Jim and Bryce will have to choose Rage or Dare. Let's check in with Jim and see if Carrot Top delivers a film as funny as Rubber Chickens, or did he wish Carrot Top's dad wore a rubber and saved him from the trouble of seeing this film all together. All right. What you got? Well, just can you just turn the music down just a little bit, Murr? This is important. Okay. You unlock this door with the key of imagination. Beyond it is another dimension. A dimension of sound. A dimension of sight. A dimension of mind. You're moving into a land of both shadow and substance, of things and ideas. You've just crossed over into the Carrot Top Zone. Is there cake? So I, I kept I thinking, 
Why is every five minutes the movie repeating itself? It's like Groundhog Day or Unhappy Death Day because every five minutes, Carrot Top tries to be funny and it's not funny. So I thought I had seen this movie. If you listen to our last week's episode, I said, oh yeah, I remember seeing this movie. But alas, I had not seen this movie. I was mixing it up with another film that also had Carrot Top in it. So, do 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 do. Carrot Top me. He was in more than one movie. He's in two movies. Yes. Is he a star? Was he the star of the other one? He was a big part in the other one, but it wasn't as big as he's the star in this one. All right. I know. I only remember him being the star of one movie. Yeah, he don't. Well, star is a relative term. Oh, he's, he's leading a, actor. He's the leading actor. But he's not German a he's not war. he's not a star. Have you seen this? <laughs> he's definitely not a star in this movie. Well, he's the star of the movie. He he is not starring anything. No, he's, he's starring in, in the, the movie. movie the most of he, anybody else. He gets top billing. But there's no starring for him. Top billing makes he, him the star. It's not a, he's not a star. Star represents something bright and shiny. He is not that. He is not the star of a movie that doesn't have stars in it. But he's the star of this movie. He's no, he's the leading actor in this. Well, I can't even say leading actor. He's just the person who is in the movie the most. So, you take one scoop of Carrot Top, two scoops of complete idiocy, a dash of fucking stupid, and bam, you have chairman of the board. I have no clue what the fuck this movie was. At times, I thought it was just a Carrot Top stand-up routine with props and his manic manicness. At other times, I felt like I was watching a bad Disney film or after-school special, then other times it was crude and rude. So I had no idea what or who this was made for. Something for everybody. It's It's like someone watched the movie Mr. Deeds or Brewster's Millions and said, you know what we really need? And no. Another one. It's not more cowbell. We probably need a movie about idiots becoming rich. But let's make it even stupider and so painful you would want to throw yourself off a building as tall as the building that they worked in in this movie to guarantee you kill yourself instantly so that you never have to remember ever seeing this. And to answer the biggest question everybody has, and we had talked a little bit about last week, is no, Carrot Top was not roided up in this film. Not yet, anyway. And that is the most interesting thing about this movie is that Caratop was not roided up. So, to quickly recap, Caratop is not funny, not even for five minutes, let alone for an entire movie. Any movie where an idiot gets money, runs a company, and has a love interest is awful, but this one is especially carroty awful. Seeing Caratop sight gags as an entire movie idea is painful to everything, including anyone who watches this. Their sperm or eggs, or any future offspring of those forementioned items create for the future of all time. I can never unsee this movie, but I can always look forward to never having to ever see it again. I love carrots. I love cake. Hell, I even like carrot cake. But Carrot Top in this movie, and this movie, made me rage. 
So that whoever be, picked this for our dare bag, it'd be mission completely. <laughs> they nailed it. This is the Mission Impossible episode mission, where Bryce learns that how many Mission, mission Impossible. It's surprising that the movie where Carrot Top was a star. It's not a star. Yeah, he starred in the movie. He's the no star is a is a loose word that we're using. He's the star. No, it's it's definitely not a star. Keep guessing. Guess another one. Chairman of the board, starring Carrot Top. No, appearing is Carrot Top. Appearing with 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 the most in the most scenes. Carrot Ah, Top. That's right. (laughs) I don't get it. Okay, so and to recap, we have Mission Impossible Fallout. We have Mission Impossible 5. Protocol was before that. We have yeah, Ghost Protocol. We have Carrot Top Mission, Mission, Mission Impossible? Impossible 4. Rogue Nation. We have oh, Mission Impossible Nation. 3. We have Mission Impossible 2. Yes. And we have Mission Impossible I 1. I thought you said Correct. it was starred Tom Cruise, not Carrot Top. That's true. The, Mar- <laughs> the Mission Impossible series of movies stars Tom Cruise. And there's been like six. So ones. which ones are Carrot Top in? None of them. Maybe the next. We're one. already past Carrot Top. I forgot about who even. Carrot, Carrot, Carrot Top. I thought we were it. talking about Carrot. We were. It from but then mind. I changed it to talking to remind you of how many movies of Mission Impossible there's been made. I have no idea where this is coming from. Coming from a previous segment that we talked about, but we just finished It all ties together. It all ties together. This is the Mission Impossible episode. <laughs> 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 Thanks, Mer. I feel as if we're, right. we're losing our focus. What? Focus? Right, well, then let's move on. What well, we have to choose. Rage Do or we dare? want to rage or dare? I'm kind of feeling Mer, the Mer love. You actually liked his movie last time. Oh, was, the last movie was really good. It was, it was the Benchwarmers. It was, it was no, so no. completely awful. Was it Benchwarmers? It was the Benchwarmers. It was completely yeah. awful. I think we go with Mer. All right, then. I'm kind of craving the bucket, the ice cream bucket of joy. Let's see what we get from the Mer. He's shaking it. He's shaking his ice cream maker. Shake it off. I love it. Okay, we are about to partake in something as delicious as... Okay, I'm assuming this is the movie Miami Vice. That is correct. So there's a movie called Miami Vice... Which I think has Jamie Foxx in it. Oh, and Colin Farrell. Yeah, Colin Farrell's awesome. This is going to be good. No. What do you mean, no? Don't make me watch that. Yeah, you're going to watch it. I watched it in the theaters like a long time ago when it came out, and it was so bad. Oh, I like... I like... I like Jamie Foxx. And I I even like... um, What's his face even more? Uh, You know, the other other vice? Colin Farrell. Oh, Hey, can I watch Vice instead? No, No. that's a good movie. You can't watch that. Also has Justin Theroux in it. Justin Theroux, I love him. I think he used to be married (sighs) to Jennifer. What's her name? Jennifer, what's her face? And and remind us, Murray, who directed this piece of crap? That's a good question. Looks like a Michael Mann film. Oh, Michael Mann. Really? So you're in for a treat. Michael Mann's a great director. Michael Mann is a great director. It's his film. I don't know you if know he directed what? it. Maybe. Just maybe. Just maybe. maybe I'm remembering this incorrectly. I think that's probably the case. I mean, it's got Colin Farrell. It's directed by Michael Mann. Jamie Foxx Jamie Fox in his good has, years. Jamie Foxx has some moments of brilliance. There's no question. Yes. And maybe co- it all culminates into... Something Maybe special. you're now mature enough to understand this movie. Maybe that's it. And, Maybe and, I was a little immature. And when according I first to the DVD, it. it's the unrated director's edition. It includes <gasps> a 
footage not seen in theater. This is awesome. Oh, so this is going to make a whole new movie. I think it's about a two and a half hour movie to begin with, isn't it? I don't mean. And they it's made like it longer? Two that? hours and 20 something minutes. Yeah. <laughs> what did I tell you? Yeah. Well, wow. Well, stay tuned, people. I challenge you be, not to rage about we're it. We're going to be jam packed full of, it's going to be the pack full of fun kit number seven next exactly. week. Exactly. All right. All right. Well, well, well. Thanks, Ragers, for listening. Some super rage love to our members, Juline from It Goes Down in the PM podcast, James and Philip for their continued financial support. Thanks to our extended film rage crew of Leonard Conlon for his artistic vision of photography via Leonard Conlon Photography. For Bex Goose for her cartooning skills at potatoladypodcastreviews.com. For Tony from Flix X Rated podcast for his graphic design artwork for our verbal masturbation art and for Nat from Crime Time Nerds for our new Bryce Loves Walkin which we're soon going to see come out hopefully soon and lastly thanks to our sponsor Canyon Meadows Cinemas please go and support your local independent cinemas near you as they desperately need your help as we come out of this pandemic find us on social media Twitter Facebook Instagram TikTok at Film Rage YYC check out everything Film Rage at FilmRageYYC.com including our merch site for Redbubble and TV public see what we look like on youtube by searching film rage podcast we are always wanting to make this a raging blast for all listeners so please comment like and subscribe and send us an email to filmragecalgary at gmail.com dare us to see terrible movies to fuel our rage but no matter what you do please make us rage please please that's it for this week rage on rage on